Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 169 is entitled Faith and Law. Paul gives us one of the clearest definitions of faith found in the Holy Bible. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 The Apostle Paul makes two assertions about faith. One, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Two, faith is the evidence of things not seen. The key words are substance and evidence. Substance is a strange word to use in a definition of faith. We think of faith as something opposite to substance. Substance refers to something tangible, something you can see, hear, touch, taste, and feel. It is corporeal. The synonyms for substance are matter, body, element, essential nature, essence, material, corporality, physical nature, flesh and blood, reality, actuality, solid, species, genus, mass, chief part. If something is substantial, we think of it as material, corporeal, concrete, tangible, physical actual, basic, weighty, or solid. We don't connect faith with substance. We connect faith with belief, trust, assurance, confidence, reliance, hope, expectation, optimism, truth without evidence, profession of religious truth, devotion, conviction, feeling, expectation, confidence. Therefore, we must wrestle with Paul's assertion that faith is the substance of things hoped for. First, of course, we must come to terms with the phrase, things hoped for. From that, we know that faith deals with things not yet accomplished or performed, but that are desired or hoped for or wanted. Faith is related to uncertainty, because faith is not knowledge. Once one has knowledge, one can no longer needs faith. Therefore, faith must confront doubt, darkness, uncertainty. Faith, then, is the bridge between uncertainty and knowledge, hope and achievement, trial and accomplishment. Peter refers to the trial of our faith. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1.7 The Apostle Peter puts an added twist to faith. He says that faith is much more precious than gold. We tend to overlook Peter's phrase, gold that perisheth. Peter is asserting that faith does not perish. In other words, faith is not just for this life. It is not only the first principle of the gospel. Faith is also an eternal principle. It never perishes, making faith spiritual, not temporal. It creates a paradox. Paul said faith was a substance. Peter said that faith never perishes. The answer to the paradox leads to a great principle. That principle is that even our spirit is made of substance. In other words, even spirit is made of matter. There is reducible matter and there is irreducible matter. Gold is made of reducible matter, but faith is made of irreducible matter. That changes our perception of many things. First, faith is made of matter. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That makes faith a spiritual power. If Christ is the source of our faith, that means we have the power of Christ. Another way of saying that is that we have the light of Christ and light is made of matter. That puts faith in an entirely different level. 
It is tangible. It is real. It is matter, element, essence, and material. We also must conclude that God is made of matter. Spirits are made of matter. Resurrected beings are made of matter. Intelligence is made of matter. Consciousness is made of matter. Everything, temporal or spiritual, is made of matter. If we think of faith as made of matter, it will change our idea of faith. It suggests that Christ actually transfers his light or his power to us through faith. The greater light we have, the greater faith we have. The greater faith, the greater power. That answers another spiritual paradox. Faith always precedes the miracle. No miracle has ever occurred without faith. Remember Christ's words to the two blind men who followed him into the house. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith be it unto you. Matthew 9.29 The references to faith multiply. Mark 9.23 Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Mark 11.24 Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. John 14.12 Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Matthew 9.22 But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Now we must put Paul's phrase back together. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Notice that hope in and of itself is ethereal. Hope has no substance, no body, no corporeal essence, no weight, no matter. Only faith can give hope substance, making it a reality. Without faith, hope is inert, insubstantial, unattainable. That is why faith always precedes hope. It makes hope a reality. Think of hope as a dream state, an unrealized desire. Without faith, it will always remain out of reach. Now think, what is the greatest thing you can hope for? Christ answers the question for us. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. John 17, 3. The greatest gift of God is eternal life with God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ. Without faith, we cannot know the only true God and Jesus Christ, but with faith we can. Therefore, faith leads to knowledge, giving greater meaning to the term, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Remember that faith is the light of Christ in us. Increase in light and you will increase in faith. Obedience to the commandments of God is the only way to increase in light. Obedience makes it possible for the Holy Spirit to dwell in our hearts. Obedience requires knowledge of law. The more laws we obey, the greater our obedience. The greater our obedience, the greater our faith. The laws of Christ have conditions. Conditions have consequences. Paul is put in faith on a scientific basis. Just as we gain guaranteed blessings by obeying temporal laws, according to the principle of causality, we gain guaranteed blessings by obeying spiritual laws, according to the principle of causality. That leads to the second proposition in Paul's definition of faith. Faith is evidence of things not seen. 
Evidence is at the core of scientific inquiry. In Rodell's Synonym Finder, my first resource for synonyms, we find the following definition of evidence. Body of facts on which belief or judgment is based, that which tends to furnish proof. Ground for belief, that which tends to prove or disprove something. Testimony, affidavit, deposition, attestation, facts, substantiation, affirmation, information furnished in a legal investigation to support a contention, surety, argument, etc. Synonyms for evidence are bear witness, give evidence, avouch, testify, make manifest, prove, demonstrate, certify, exemplify, acknowledge, validate, vindicate, establish, authenticate, substantiate, warrant, make out a case, verify, make good, uphold. According to Paul, faith gives evidence of things that exist only in the invisible world or the world of God and angels and demons. If you put the words of Paul together, you get an extraordinary definition of faith. The four primary concepts are 1. Substance 2. Things hoped for 3. Evidence 4. Things not seen Faith makes the intangible tangible, the invisible visible, the things hoped for obtainable, the unseen corporeal. It blends the temporal and the spiritual. The physical body, for example, gives tangible evidence of the spiritual body. The scriptures refer to the body and the spirit as the soul of man. So it is with faith. Faith does for the invisible world what the physical body does with the spirit. Because of the spirit and the body, we become a living soul. Because of faith and hope, that which was once invisible becomes a living soul. It has substance. It has evidence. It has proof of its existence. If someone asks you, what evidence do you have that Christ died for your sins? You may reply, I have faith. That is my evidence. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. That is the only proof you can ever give that has any true value. Through faith, everything becomes evidence of God. The sun, the moon, the earth, the solar system, the stars, the galaxy, flora, fauna, sunrise, sunset, everything. James gives us another analogy. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. James 2.26 Temporal laws rule the earth, but spiritual laws rule the heavens, and faith in God is the power that brings spiritual laws and temporal laws together, creating miracles. God is perfect because he has perfect faith. He is the only one with perfect faith. If we follow the argument to its logical conclusion, God himself became omniscient and omnipotent because he perfected faith. His faith was so perfect that he gained all knowledge and all power. It was a process. Everything begins with faith. One of the reasons we were placed on this earth was to gain faith. Even in our mortal state, we are able to organize the conditions of law and perform remarkable feats. However, only those who make immortal God the object of their faith can tap into immortal power. Ultimately, all power is faith-based. Those in this life who learn how to recognize, understand, and obey spiritual law will have an advantage not only in this life, but also in the life to come. The key to temporal power is faith in self and faith in others. 
The key to spiritual power is faith in God. If the treasures of this world are all one wants, one needs no higher authority than faith in self and others. If the treasures of heaven are one's greatest desires, one must have faith in Christ. It is Christ who calms the disrupting sea of change in our lives. Here is the paradox of faith. Some do not believe in the supernatural because they cannot see the substance of things hoped for. The only thing one can show to the unbeliever is the evidence of things unseen. When the evidence is presented, if they do not have the faith to see God's hand in the substance of things hoped for, they rely entirely upon empirical explanations or the evidence of things not seen. That which is not seen through empirical science is the hand of God. It can only be discerned by faith through the Spirit. Even miracles, to those who do not believe, are logically explained away as coincidence. Knowledge of temporal law helps us to harness the power of nature to perform what at first appears miraculous but soon dissolves into confident expectations, familiarity, and finally ho-hum. With worshipful admiration, we brought electricity into our homes, yet in only one generation our children cursed the switch for not working. Just as servants become invisible in monotonous repetition of unacknowledged servitude, so does God become invisible in everyday patterns of our own arrogant expectations. Temporal laws are visible through spectacular repetition of predictable patterns. Spiritual laws are only visible through private interpretation of facts and events and personal inspiration. Here's a mystery. Faith increases miracles, but miracles do not increase faith. In fact, miracles become faith's greatest challenge because, like electricity, when miracles become common, they cease to amaze and are explained away as ordinary occurrences, leaving one to wonder why it was ever called a miracle. All laws of nature are miracles, yet some scientists use those same laws as evidence that there is no need for God. Faith requires uncertainty and enriching adversity. The perfectly groomed fields, rich, even soil, and unchanging climate of temporal laws though rich to the ripe fruits of the mortal earth, are barren to fastidious faith. Faith requires rocky soil, steep slopes, harsh climate, and uncertain footing. Faith is more in harmony with mountain sheep feeding on barren mountains than fattened cattle feeding on green pastures. It requires dust to reveal a laser light and pollution to conduct electricity and water. So it is with faith. Faith can only be detected in poor light and imperfect conditions. Certainty breeds contempt. Uncertainty breeds faith. Anyone can step in the light, but only those with faith will step into the dark. We live in paradox. I have seen trees grow out of rocks, grass grow out of cracks and cement, and flowers adorn an old abandoned barn. And I have seen faith grow out of despair. Such is the mystery of spiritual law. Another mystery is this. Every miracle, regardless of how improbable, in this mortal world can be explained by natural law. An unexplained miracle is a natural law not yet discovered. God does not work by magic or by chance. He works by law. True scientific explanations do not contradict God, regardless of appearance. Rather, they explain how he uses independent law to accomplish his purposes. We owe science a lot. Men and women of science are often men and women of God. But regardless of their faith, those who seek scientific truth through sound logic and careful experimentation will find it, and we will all be blessed. God knew what we needed before we came to this earth. 
Some he put in plain sight. Some he required sound scientific reasoning, and some he required faith. That which is found by faith is everlasting. All the wonders of this world are governed by law. Otherwise, faith could not exist. It requires faith to call forth the hand of God, and it requires faith to recognize the hand of God. From the beginning, God designed it that way. Why else would he remain hidden if not for faith to flourish? One may bear testimony of God's hand, but evidence without substance of things hoped for is not faith. For that reason, one can never prove that God's hand was involved. It takes faith to recognize faith. It is infectious, but non-transferable. That is part of the law of agency. Many enjoy fleeting faith under the spell of astonishment. But when the surprise is past, faith fades with a diminishing wonder. If one chooses not to believe in God, no proof can convince him. True faith requires courageous explorers who search out the laws, ascend the heights, and descend into the depths and find God everywhere. Those who truly believe, believe only because they already have the Spirit within. Spirit communicates with Spirit, or faith could not survive. Mortality is the perfect proving ground for faith because on earth all spiritual things, though often seen through mortal senses, must be perceived through spiritual means. All creation is evidence of the unseen hand of God. Every leaf, every butterfly, and every baby. Before creation, all things were substance of things hoped for. After creation, they became evidence of things not seen. If one cannot hold a baby in his arms and see God, one would not be able to see God even while wrapped in the arms of his mercy. Miracles only matter to the faithful, yet miracles are poor missionaries. All miracles can be camouflaged by the abracadabra of mortal magicians, the flim-flam of glittering logic, and the silky smoothness of mellifluous language. Perfect faith is this, to do the work oneself, assert one's own genius, but know that inspiration was the catalyst, and give God the credit. But we are not perfect creatures. Faith is often a process we use to overcome fear of failure. With repeated success comes arrogance. Adversity is the richest soil for faith to grow. The greater the odds against us, the easier it is to acknowledge God's hand in our success. But the stronger our skills grow, the harder it is to recognize the power of God. How tragic it is that those with the greatest gifts often have the poorest vision and do not recognize the hand of God. They attribute it to their own genius or genes, yet it was God who gave them the gift in the first place. The certainty of faith is often camouflaged by the uncertainty of coincidence. Coincidence is a crack over which many atheists and sometimes theists have tripped and fallen. But faith is always accessible. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.